Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So I just want to say that I am so sorry that I did not have an episode last week. So to explain that, I was in San Francisco for the past week and I got back on a Tuesday and Tuesdays are typically when I record my episodes of Shamelessly Unapologetic. Yes, I will admit that I kind of procrastinate when I make this podcast and that's not good because when I first started this podcast, I would batch record episodes and I wouldn't have to worry about recording the day before they go live. That is not good practice when it comes to podcasting. So little tip if you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't do what I'm doing because it's draining when you have to do it last minute. But Anyway, I was just way too tired when I came back on Tuesday and I just simply did not have enough time to get a podcast and I was uploading three videos on my channel last week and I needed to dedicate more of my time to edit a video that was going to go up on Wednesday and it just left me no time to record an episode and then there was Bachelor in Paradise that I obviously I had to watch when honestly I should have prioritized recording the podcast episode during that and then just watching Bachelor in Paradise the following day but it is what it is so yeah that just explains why there is no episode so I am so sorry about that but here I am back from a little week break and I'm excited to kind of sort of catch you up. I mean, there are a couple things that I wanted to talk about today. Instead of just having one big topic to talk about, I wanted to talk about three mini topics that you can probably see from the title. So the first thing is, y'all know that I just said I went to San Francisco. And I'm not going to lie, I really fucking miss San Francisco. Being back in the city for a whole week really put me in all of my feels and I truly felt like I was back in my element again and everything just felt natural and right to me and when I got back into the city it felt like I never left and living in Portland never even existed and it was definitely weird to fly back out of SFO to go back to Portland and be like wait Portland's my new home now and it's not San Francisco. While I will say I am happy in Portland, I truly feel like I'm much happier in San Francisco. And I feel just a little bit bad saying that because, well, I mean, like San Francisco was my home for four years and that was a city where I found myself. I discovered who I was as a person and how I needed to personally grow and become a more mature and better person for myself. Because before living in San Francisco, I was this very insecure person. I lacked a lot of confidence. I didn't really know what I wanted from my life. I didn't know my worth when it came to dating. There were just so many things that San Francisco taught me and I don't know if it was just like the city in itself or it was the energy that was being brought into my world that was helping me discover who I was in a person but that is where I found myself where I was able to personally develop and grow as a person 
And it's not to say that Portland could have done that. I do think I am learning some things by living in Portland. Like I'm kind of learning how to live with not really having any friends in the city except for like one or two people. And the fact that I'm truly by myself with my cat and I have to find ways to just kind of navigate a city and to learn how to truly like be alone without my friends in my life, in the picture that is where I can have better access to them. And that can be really challenging, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. But it was so nice to be back with my friends. Oh my God, I really missed my friends so, so much. And it just sucked because there were two friends that I stayed with who I hadn't seen in over a year because they were so cautious during the pandemic before the vaccination came out that I never got to see them once. And they were just in one small little bubble and I wasn't able to see them and it really stung. And the fact that I got to catch up with them on like the past year and how that's been for me and the fact that we got to go to our bar martinis together and have a really great time like we used to. It just felt so right. And I still don't like have that group of people that I have in Portland and personally, that's on me just because I um, haven't really made an effort to make friends. And I just haven't made it a priority because I'm still just trying to focus on finding another job. And I want to be able to, again, still fix my apartment. I'm still trying to get that couch like I talked about I think a week or two ago in a podcast but seriously not having a couch or a TV in my apartment is really freaking bothering me y'all. You have no idea. It bothers me so much that I have not been able to order a stinking couch for my apartment and to finally finalize my living room together so this place can feel even more at home. It's almost feeling like home but it's still missing so much stuff. And I can't buy anything because I just I don't have a job and it's fucking frustrating. I wish Portland could offer more and I think it will. And I am trying to still give it a chance and I'm not unhappy in Portland. I'm really not. But I just truly think that like San Francisco really is kind of where I belong. And I know I will find my way back there. Um, But for now, I'm in Portland. I'm here until at least May of next year. And I'm okay with living in this studio for at least a year. I mean, it is cheaper than San Francisco. And I definitely want to make sure when I move back to San Francisco that I have a salary that's going to help me afford a studio there. Because I can tell you when I do move back to San Francisco, I am not living with any people. I am just tired of having to meet new people and deal with new roommates and learning how people's schedules work and what their habits are and what their pet peeves are, like what makes them tick. And I just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with moving into a space where it's most likely poorly decorated and it probably wouldn't even allow me to have a cat. And I know if I find a place to myself, that makes my search a lot easier because there's so many units 
that are single and available that actually do allow a cat. It's just that they're very expensive and you pretty much need to make a six-figure salary to be able to afford it. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see where I am of May or June of next year when my lease is over. I'm not going to lie. So many emotions were just brought back when I was there. And it truly made me feel like I made a little bit of a mistake moving out. Even though it really wasn't a mistake, I had to do it to save money. But, you know, it it is what it is, I suppose. I, I promise I do plan to go back. But also another thing is if I do go back, I have to still be single because I'm definitely not going to move back to San Francisco if I'm in a relationship, if I somehow do find love here in Portland, because I am still trying to shoot for a relationship here in Portland. I, I really do think I could make a home out of Portland, especially if I do have a partner. And buying a house here would be a lot cheaper than buying one in the Bay Area. So that's going to really depend on whether or not I have a partner by next year. So we'll see. I very much still am open to trying to make Portland my home. And I know that having a partner would definitely make that a little bit easier as I'll have somebody to hang out with all the time. And it will kind of give me more of a social life and I can not have to pay rent anymore. Because let me tell you, my money is just literally being thrown away when I pay rent. I would love to own a house someday. Oh my God, that is like such a dream. I can't wait to have like a nice big kitchen and a lot of natural light. Just space that I can actually renovate if necessary. It's such a dream of mine. I am going to manifest it. I will. But first, let's get the job. Let me get the sofa. Let me start saving money again and paying off my debt. And then we will see where I am. So that was like the first thing that I just wanted to talk about. I'm unapologetically missing San Francisco. I really am. And I can't wait to go back one day. So the next thing that I want to talk about is a little bit more controversial. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. But I don't want to stay silent about it. I want to be able to use my platform to talk about this. So while I was in San Francisco or was it when I was in San Francisco or right when I got back from San Francisco is when I first heard about Texas deciding to make abortions completely illegal and that even if a woman or a trans man or anyone who is able to get pregnant And even if they were raped or they were a victim of incest, it doesn't matter. They still have to carry that birth to full term. And it just really grinds my gears. I want to start off by saying that I am pro-life for myself. Just myself, okay? Because I do want kids. And I don't want to um, terminate a pregnancy when I've been so excited to have kids. And I think the only exception would be is if I was raped or if I was a victim of incest, that would be the one exception that would be really hurt because that would be my first pregnancy and I wanted my first pregnancy to be special. And of course, I'm going to have to live with the fact that my potential rapist, that they take that pregnancy away from me, my first pregnancy. 
Um, and that's something that I would have to live with. And I, yeah, I will just say those are the exceptions. But I, if I somehow accidentally get pregnant, I will find a way to make it work. And yeah, it's just because I've, I've always wanted to have kids. So I am pro-life for myself. However, if other women or trans men or whoever can get pregnant wants to go through an abortion, look, I fully support that. I also fully support living a child-free lifestyle because at the end of the day, women should not have to suffer with the consequence of carrying a child and completely destroying her body and going through the torture that pregnancy causes as in such of the morning sickness and just the pain. That's like the one thing I'm not looking forward to when I become pregnant one day. But I can't tell you how much it pisses me off. I am hurting for the people of Texas right now. I really am. Part of me like wishes there could be a mass exodus in Texas. Um, even though I know that's not possible, not everyone can just get up and move. I know that's very expensive, but I want people to see how this is just going to kind of backfire on the state. And when you eliminate abortion and make it illegal, you need to understand that it's not going to stop abortions altogether. People will find ways to get an abortion and they're going to do it either unsafely or they're going to go out of state and they're not going to tell people about it. It's nobody's business to find out whether or not somebody gets an abortion or not. This literally is about controlling women's bodies. And like I understand why abortion can really piss people off. Like I understand like why people have a problem with it. Okay, trust me, I do. But I do believe that it is somebody's choice and it's nobody's decision but the person who got pregnant. And I just think that this law is just very harmful and really dangerous. I just can't stress enough like how much this really bothers me. Because what if we started telling men that they need to start getting reversible vasectomies? Let's just require it to be mandatory. That way, one day if he does decide he wants kids, cool. He can get that undone and he can be fertile again or he can make himself eligible to fertilize somebody else. You get what I'm saying? And then men will complain, well, that infringes on my reproductive rights. My body, my choice. Hmm, sound familiar so yeah, how would you like it if the government mandated that all men who are single or who haven't had kids yet, whatever the story is, that every man has to get a reversible vasectomy? How do you think that would make dudes feel? It would piss them off, right? I seriously hope that the people of Texas can vote their governor out and make a change in their state. Because what's going on is super harmful and it's not going to solve anything. Honestly, if you really want to reduce the rates of abortion, let's make sex education better. Stop with the abstinence-only education. That's a starter right there. Because the more you tell people 
to wait until marriage, the more people are going to actually want to have sex. But if you teach people comprehensive sex education, where you teach them about contraception, where you teach them about STIs, where you teach them about the consequences, and you can also still talk about abstinence because abstinence is still part of comprehensive sex education. That actually limits abortions because you're at least telling people how to have sex responsibly and safely and still telling people about the consequences if you do not have sex unprotected and if you also don't teach people about the power of consent because that's also just as important and abstinence education only I'm sorry and if abstinence only education doesn't teach you anything about contraception other than just abstinence in itself it doesn't tell you anything that is remotely science-based it's seriously just based off religious values and this is what frustrates me about our country our country has a little something called the separation of church and state and so many conservative red states just seem to forget that not everybody is christian and this country is not a religion i mean like everyone has different religions within this country the u.s is a very diverse place and we all have different religious backgrounds and i don't think it's fair for people to push their religious values on to abortion and force it onto everybody else because that's exactly what is happening it really frustrates me when people think that people just want to get abortions for the fun of it and that they're doing it because they think it's fun a fun thing to do and that's absolutely not the case getting an abortion is like a really tough decision that the person makes and Trust me, nobody actually wants to get an abortion. People get abortions when there are emergencies happening, when they are raped, when they're a victim of incest, where maybe they truly just want to enjoy having sex and they really don't want to have kids ever. Um, I, I'm just saying that a woman shouldn't be the only person that suffers. Also, if you really want abortions to end, how about you actually fucking care about the foster system? If you're really pro-life, how about you care about the foster system? How about you adopt kids? Because most likely you're not doing anything about it. That frustrates me. The term pro-life is very hypocritical just because it's really not about pro-life. It's really about either you only care about the fetus or you really just care about controlling women's bodies because the government has no place in what we decide to do with our bodies. And I'm so fucking done with just these stupid arguments and all of these strawman fallacies because it really just drives me crazy when... People who are pro-life have terrible arguments, but they're doing nothing to help kids who are carried full to term and saying, well, this person should at least let it, the kid go up for adoption. And it doesn't always work that way. I hate to break it to you. They're not doing anything to help the cause. And that's 
really frustrating. We need to stay out of people's business when it comes to health. This is a medical procedure, not a political procedure. I also am not pro-abortion because pro-choice does not mean pro-abortion. It means that no matter what your personal feelings or beliefs about abortion are, you understand it is not your place to make a decision for another woman or trans man about what they can and cannot do with their body. Okay? I understand, again, trust me, I understand the concept of why abortion can be problematic, but that doesn't mean that we need to force that belief on everybody else. It, it can be really hard for me to talk about stuff like this just because it is a really uncomfortable topic for me to talk about, but it's an important one that I really do stand up for and I'm unapologetically proud to be pro-choice. And I believe everyone should be pro-choice. If you don't want an abortion, don't get one. If you believe that that kid deserves a life, then carry it to full term, okay? And then work with adoption foster systems so that child can find a family where they will have a good life. That's really all you got to do. If you don't like it, cool, don't get one. But don't judge other people and shame them for their choices. I think I'm going to move on from this topic, but that is something that's just really been on my mind. And I needed to share it, and I wanted to be able to speak up about it on my podcast. And then the last thing we can just sort of just end here on a little bit of a funnier and lighter note. Well, I don't know if it's really funny or not, but... I dyed my hair purple and blue. So if you have seen pictures of me or my videos, I had purplish bluish like ends and it looked kind of more like dip dye, but I decided to bleach my roots and I did the top of my head like a neat, like a bright electric purple. And then I finished the rest of my hair with an electric blue and it turned out pretty good in my opinion. Now, it is kind of spotty in some places, but I think what's nice is because the colors are so dark, you can't see the spots as it kind of blends in with my color. So it's really not that noticeable, which works out really well in my favor. But yeah, I've never completely fully dyed my hair some unnatural color before. I got so fucking bored. And back in February is when I decided to put color in my hair for the first time and I did an oil slick and the colors came out pretty quickly which I was really disappointed about but that's when I decided okay well I have a bunch of leftover purple dye so then I bleached bath my hair to strip out the remaining color that faded and then I just went purple on the ends and then I eventually decided to do like an indigo color to replace the purple because then I got tired of the purple and then I was like screw it and <laughs> now I'm gonna go ahead and just completely dye my hair purple and blue and that's what I'm working with right now and guess what y'all I'm not sorry about it I feel kind of cool with this purple hair I think it looks really nice I think it kind of flatters my skin complexion a ton and I I'm really happy with it I don't know how long I will have purple and blue hair for but at least maybe 
two months, let's say. I'll give it two months. And then I think I might consider going blonde. We'll see. I've never been blonde before. I've had bleach in my hair with blonde streaks and highlights. But I've never been completely blonde. So it's going to be really crazy to see me as a blonde. I've just been so bored with my hair. And I might actually go to a salon. I don't trust myself to bleach my own head blonde. It's super, super hard to get your hair blonde especially when I have very dark colored hair. So I will go to a salon. I might have to get several sessions done for it because I know it's really hard to go from really dark, dark, dark hair to blonde. It's a challenge. So we'll see. But anyway, I'm going to just, I guess I'll just leave it off here. I know I um, got really passionate in this episode I'm sure lots of people are, who are listening are probably mad and annoyed that I talked about abortion. But honestly, I can't make everyone happy with my opinions. And if people want to disagree with me, that's fine. But at the end of the day, this is my podcast. And I can talk about whatever the fuck I want unapologetically. I am shamelessly unapologetic about my opinions. And I won't be sorry for them. So with that, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to share an unapologetic experience with me, feel free to email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.